0: Chapter Two of Memory: How to Develop, Train, and Use It. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Memory: How to Develop, Train, and Use It by William Walker Atkinson. Chapter Two: Cultivation of the Memory. This book is written with the fundamental intention and idea of pointing out a rational and workable method whereby the memory may be developed trained and cultivated many persons seem to be under the impression that memories are bestowed by nature in a fixed degree or possibilities and that little more can be done for them in short that memories are born not made but the fallacy of any such idea is demonstrated by the investigations and experiments of all the leading authorities, as well as by the results obtained by persons who have developed and cultivated their own memories, by individual effort, without the assistance of an instructor. But all such improvement, to be real, must be along certain natural lines, and in accordance with the well-established laws of psychology instead of along artificial lines and in defiance of psychological principles cultivation of the memory is a far different thing from trick memory or feats of mental ledger domain, if the term is permissible k says that the memory is capable of indefinite improvement there can be no manner of doubt but with regard to the means by which this improvement is to be effected mankind are still greatly in ignorance dr noah porter says the natural as opposed to the artificial memory depends on the relations of sense and the relations of thought the spontaneous memory of the eye and the ear availing itself of the obvious conjunctions of objects which are furnished by space and time and the rational memory of those higher combinations which the rational faculties superinduce upon those lower the artificial memory proposes to substitute for the natural and necessary relations under which all objects must present and arrange themselves an entirely new set of relations that are purely arbitrary and mechanical which excite little or no other interest than that they are to aid us in remembering it follows that if the mind tasks itself to the special effort of considering objects under these artificial relations it will give less attention to those which have a direct and legitimate interest for itself granville says the defects of most methods which have been devised and employed for improving the memory lies in the fact that while they serve to impress particular subjects on the mind they do not render the memory, as a whole, ready or attentive. Fuller says, Surely an art of memory may be made more destructive to natural memory than spectacles are to eyes. These opinions of the best authorities might be multiplied indefinitely. The consensus of the best opinion is decidedly against the artificial systems, and in favor of the natural ones natural systems of memory culture are based upon the fundamental conception so well expressed by helvetius several centuries ago when he said the extent of the memory depends first on the daily use we make of it secondly upon the attention with which we consider the objects we would impress upon it and thirdly upon the order in which we range our ideas this then is the list of the three essentials in the cultivation of the memory one use and exercise review and practice two attention and interest and three intelligent association you will find that in the several chapters of this book dealing with the various phases of memory we urge first last and all the time the importance of the use and employment of the memory in the way of employment, exercise, practice, and review work. Like any other mental faculty or physical function, the memory will tend to atrophy by disuse and increase, strengthen, and develop by rational exercise and employment within the bounds of moderation. You develop a muscle by exercise, you train any special faculty of the mind in the same way, and you must pursue the same method in the case of the memory, if you would develop it. Nature's laws are constant and bear a close analogy to each other. You will also notice the great stress that we lay upon the use of the faculty of attention accompanied by interest. By attention, you acquire the impressions that you file away in your mental record file of memory, and the degree of attention regulates the depth, clearness, and strength of the impression. Without a good record, you cannot expect to obtain a good reproduction of it. A poor phonographic record results in a poor reproduction, and the rule applies in the case of the memory as well. You will also notice that we explain the laws of association, and the principles which govern the subject, as well as the methods whereby the proper associations may be made. Every association that you weld to an idea or an impression serves as a cross-reference in the index, whereby the thing is found by remembrance or recollection when it is needed. We call your attention to the fact that one's entire education depends for its efficiency upon this law of association. It is a most important feature in the rational cultivation of the memory, while at the same time being the bane of the artificial systems. Natural associations educate, while artificial ones tend to weaken the powers of the mind, if carried to any great length. There is no royal road to memory. The cultivation of the memory depends upon the practice along certain scientific lines, according to well-established psychological laws. Those who hope for a sure shortcut will be disappointed, for none such exists. As Halleck says, THE STUDENT OUGHT NOT TO BE DISAPPOINTED TO FIND THAT MEMORY IS NO EXCEPTION TO THE RULE OF IMPROVEMENT BY PROPER METHODICAL AND LONG-CONTINUED EXERCISE. THERE IS NO ROYAL ROAD, NO SHORT-CUT, TO THE IMPROVEMENT OF EITHER MIND OR MUSCLE. BUT THE STUDENT WHO FOLLOWS THE RULES WHICH PSYCHOLOGY HAS LAID DOWN MAY KNOW THAT HE IS WALKING IN THE SHORTEST PATH AND NOT WANDERING AIMLESSLY ABOUT. Using these rules, he will advance much faster than those without chart, compass, or pilot. He will find monomics of extremely limited use. Improvement comes by orderly steps. Methods that dazzle at first sight never give solid results. The student is urged to pay attention to what we have to say in other chapters of the book upon the subjects of attention and association it is not necessary to state here the particulars that we mention there the cultivation of the attention is a prerequisite for good memory and deficiency in this respect means deficiency not only in the field of memory but also in the general field of mental work in all branches of the new psychology there is found a constant repetition of the injunction to cultivate the faculty of attention and concentration. Halleck says, Haziness of perception lies at the root of many a bad memory. If perception is definite, the first step has been taken toward ensuring a good memory. If the first impression is vivid, its effect upon the brain cells is more lasting, all persons ought to practice their visualizing power. This will react upon perception and make it more definite. Visualizing will also form a brain habit of remembering things pictorially and hence more exactly. The subject of association must also receive its proper share of attention, for it is by means of association that the stored away records of the memory may be recovered or recollected as blackie says nothing helps the mind so much as order and classification classes are few individuals many to know the class well is to know what is most essential in the character of the individual and what burdens the memory least to retain and as halleck says regarding the subject of association by relation whenever we can discover any relation between facts it is far easier to remember them the intelligent law of memory may be summed up in these words endeavor to link by some thought relation each new mental acquisition to an old one bind new facts to other facts by relations of similarity cause and effect whole and part or by any logical relation, and we shall find that when an idea occurs to us, a host of related ideas will flow into the mind. If we wish to prepare a speech or write an article on any subject, pertinent illustrations will suggest themselves. The person whose memory is merely contiguous will wonder how we think of them. In your study for the cultivation of the memory, along the lines laid down in this book you have read the first chapter thereof and have informed yourself thoroughly regarding the importance of the memory to the individual and what a large part it plays in the entire work of the mind now carefully read the third chapter and acquaint yourself with the possibilities in the direction of cultivating the memory to a high degree as evidenced by the instances related of the extreme cases of development noted therein. Then study the chapter on memory systems, and realize that the only true method is the natural method, which requires work, patience, and practice. Then make up your mind that you will follow this plan as far as it will take you. Then acquaint yourself with the secret of memory, the subconscious region of the mind in which the records of memory are kept stored away and indexed and in which the little mental office boys are busily at work this will give you the key to the method then take up the two chapters on attention and association respectively and acquaint yourself with these important principles then study the chapter on the phases of memory and take mental stock of yourself determining in which phase of memory you are strongest and in which you need development then read the two chapters on training the eye and ear respectively you need this instruction then read over the several chapters on the training of the special phases of the memory whether you need them or not you may find something of importance in them then read the concluding chapter, which gives you some general advice and parting instruction. Then return to the chapters dealing with the particular phases of memory in which you have decided to develop yourself, studying the details of the instruction carefully until you know every point of it. Then, most important of all, get to work. The rest is a matter of practice, 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 and rehearsal. Go back to the chapters from time to time and refresh your mind regarding the details. Reread each chapter at intervals. Make the book your own, in every sense of the word, by absorbing its contents. End of chapter 2